Okay, little side note before we get the podcast started. What you just heard was, in fact, not Chewbacca, but it was Amy singing a song from the Titanic. Normally, I would edit these things out, but that was too good. So go feel free to listen to that over and over again. Hello, I'm Amy. And I'm Brandon. And you're listening to the The Ears and Beers Podcast. Podcast. Come on in and grab a beer. Put on your mini ears and let's Let's talk talk Disney. Disney. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Ears and Beers Podcast. We are going to do this episode right before we go to Disney, uh, which is coming up this weekend when you're listening to this. Like literally right before we go to Disney. (laughs) Yeah, we actually are are wrapping up the cleaning of the house and decided we're going to do some recording before we head out. When we get back, we will be doing our next episode all about our trip um, with the Christmas Stuff that we're doing at the different parks, including Festival of the Holidays and Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, as well as Rise of the Resistance, which is opening this weekend. Woo! So, we are going to be talking about a little bit of Star Wars stuff to keep it on par, which is going to be The Mandalorian. On par with what? On par with the standards of the podcast, which is professionalism. (laughs) Uh, We're going to be talking about The Mandalorian, and we're going to be talking about the Imagineering story, and wait, hold on. Oh, yeah, yeah. One day at Disney. One day at Disney, which is actually phenomenal, but we'll get to that. Um, and then we just want to kind of do some cleanup stuff. What do you mean by that? <laughs> like, let everyone know where to follow us. Or housekeeping. That's the word, housekeeping. <laughs> yeah, say, don't make them clean our house. <laughs> Listen, if you want to clean the house, that's totally fine. We'll pay you. <laughs> we need a maid. Help, help, help. Um, but anyway, so let's kind of jump right into it. We've been watching The Mandalorian actually separately. Uh, I've been watching it at work. I work overnight, so when it comes out at 3 a.m., I'm watching it, and then she watches it during the day at some points or at night. Yeah, Brayden just won't wait for me. I, there's no way I can wait. It's such a good show. Fair, but sad. So Netflix cheating is real cheating. Well, this is Disney+, Plus, so it's different, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, number one, my overall like synopsis of the show is it is absolutely amazing. It's really good quality Star Wars content, and and I love the show. <laughs> <That's> synopsis. <laughs> okay, it's not. A, it's not a synopsis. However, <laughs> those are opinions. Uh, yo, honestly, I'm not even editing this out. No, no, no. That is an opinion. You're right. In a review, <laughs> not a synopsis. Let me rephrase that. My opinion and review of the show is that it's incredible. It's a really good piece of Star Wars content. And it's like a really cool space western vibe, which I really love. And I I actually think it's it's executed really, really well. What are your thoughts? What's so, your synopsis? My synopsis, no. Uh, my uh, review is um, I like that it's a space western a lot. Uh, we haven't had a good space western since Firefly went off the air. So I was really excited uh, for this. I'll be honest, like I was not sure I was going to like it. I've been on the record multiple times saying like I'm an okay Star Wars fan. Um, I like some better than others and I don't get into the lore like you and my mother do. Thanksgiving was awful, y'all. I needed help. Uh, <laughs> they were doing like serious, like weird thoughts and mind rabbit holes and stuff all night long anyway but um i really liked it i got me in um the kid definitely helps with that yeah the child the child the kid he calls them both yeah um 
now the child is is the is the bridge i think between a lot of new star wars fans and old Star Wars fans it's uh like a peace treaty so to speak um the cutest little peace treaty ever i love the child aka the kid aka baby yoda aka we don't know what is going on but um no it not i mean it's cute obviously that's a given however it's so cool this the effect that it's an infant i mean granted it's 50 years old but for its species it is an infant and the fact that it has such connection to the force and already so much power in the force is so incredible i think that there's so much potential here also we know almost I mean, we we pretty much know next to nothing about yoda's species besides yoda and yaddle uh and now we have the child and and we don't know exactly how that correlates is this you know a, a separate piece of the species or is it a clone of yoda himself now just to fill you in in case you're catching up the mandalorian does take place about five years after return of the jedi so yoda's dead of course and and this is about five years after um one thing to note is the fact that did you just take a picture it's not something else i got a little distracted about work stuff yeah well I'm going to go on a tangent here. You know, you have been. So, the thing about the child, and one interesting thing that I that I found, that I noticed, the doctor, Dr. Uh, Piercing, who's doing the, um, the whole wanting to get the child alive, and, and et cetera, actually appears to have what looks like the cloning, like, facility logo from... Camino in the Clone Wars episode two. So that was a really cool thing. It's not identical, but it's very, very similar enough to lead me to believe that, that he is someone that's cloning. Now, did he clone Yoda or is this a clone of Yoda or is he looking to clone the child itself? So that still leaves some of those questions unanswered so far. So there's a lot of speculation with that. Um, I am very excited to see how that goes. I, I love force abilities in movies outside of the traditional force push lightsaber pull force lightning i love seeing differences like in the last jedi for example when luke's falling down he's about to land on the stairs he uses the force to steady himself or in episode seven when luke does the force projection of himself to a whole other planet to try and stop kylo ren i mean that's that's that kind of stuff is what i love i mean the lore is full of force powers and force abilities so seeing all that stuff is really cool uh, but that's just my tangent about the child for a quick second because I'm so obsessed with the force and with everything happening. I was on Snapchat the whole time. <laughs> um, but the show itself was really well done. Um, I love kind of learning more about the Mandalorian. That's not something that we know a lot about um, outside of, of course, the little bit we learned about Boba Fett and then Jango Fett in Star Wars so far. So learning more about the tribe itself is really, really cool. And it's really well done. I think that um, they're kind of teasing us with information here and there, and it's up to us to piece it together to learn more. So I like the way that they're doing that. It's not directly in your face. Um, and this is taking part in a, in a really rocky time in Star Wars history. So um, having these little touches is is really quite awesome, honestly. Right. 
So, uh, <laughs> but, no, but we love The Mandalorian. Uh, the show is really well shot. I, I really love the music. The scores that they use for the show are really good. Something I could listen to just by themselves. Um, and I look forward to every week absolutely seeing another episode of The Mandalorian. I do wish that they um, did their drops Netflix style, you know, where you got the whole season at once. Because there have been a couple times where I have not wanted to wait a full week to find out what happens to Mando and the kid. So I'm... Um, I'm all about it, but yeah, I'm also glad that maybe the the memes have gotten people back into Star Wars, and I don't know. It was just it's weird. I'm listening to NPR this morning, and they're talking about the Mandalorian and talking about Baby Yoda merch. It was the weirdest thing. Yeah, I, I definitely think that this is a uh, there were definitely a resurgence in Star Wars fandom. Um, and another thing too is if you're looking for Baby Yoda merchandise, keep an eye on Target and Walmart. Currently, Target is pre selling pre-orders for the Funko pop of the child that's coming out sometime in, I think believe may of 2020. Um, so we're about six months out. Um, and then Walmart is doing a doll version of the child as well, releasing around the same time. Um, I actually just ordered a shirt. There is an Etsy, um, Disney store. Um, and she makes, uh, keychains, t-shirts, a magnets, a bunch of things. And I actually just ordered a shirt that has the child on it wearing um, a Mickey Mouse hat, uh, holding up a BB-8 balloon and a porg, holding a porg doll at the same time. And it's called The Child at the Parks. And I cannot wait to wear that in general and especially to the parks. How adorable is it? It's cute. It's really cute. That's Creations by M is who he's talking about. Yes. Creations by M. Please check her out. Her stuff is really awesome. I actually ordered a um, porg that was in the Doom buggy on Haunted Mansion with a hitchhiking ghost porg next to it. And I actually wore that to Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party this year. I got a um, Disney World Castle, which is Cinderella's Castle um, shirt in um, the fall. And then Brandon also got one that was winter time as well. So she has got really cute stuff. this is an unofficial, unrequested uh, shout out to her, but we really like her stuff. Yeah, this is definitely not an ad, but uh, check it out. And T Public right now is the website where you can get her t-shirts. It's actually doing a huge sale. You can buy her t-shirts for about $13 right now, not including shipping. This is definitely the time to jump on that. Jump on it. Do, do, <laughs> do, do. Um, there is another show that we look forward to every single week. What is that show? You want to talk about it? Oh my gosh, yes. Imagineering Story. I have cried every single week. I have too. This show is amazing. So we're recording on Walter Elias Disney's birthday. He was born um, on this day in 1901. Happy birthday. So uh, 118 years ago, he was born. Um, Wild to think about. But it starts with him and his dream. And it's going to go all the way through the current parks. And what I love about this series is, I think, one, this is one of the first times that we've gotten, like, unprecedented access into Imagineering behind the scenes. We're getting to see things that we never thought we would ever be able to see. Um, but also it's telling how like two is the, um, the real honesty behind the stories 
and they don't hold back about like, hey, this was a time in Disney history that was really rough. And, you know, here's where we were hemorrhaging money because people in Paris didn't, you know, want us there. And, you know, here's another area in which we were struggling. But then, oh, you know, at least there was the cruise line. You know, it's one of those things where it's just uh, really fascinating to kind of see, see all that. Um, it just, it's, it flies by. The hour really does like fly by. And uh, just getting to see these interviews with some of these uh, people is incredible. For example, Joe Rody, who is someone that I've looked up to ever since I found out who he was. I mean, the dude is an actual genius. I mean, they all are geniuses. They are creative geniuses, truly. And this has really kind of shown me what it's like, their process. And I mean, stuff that I can't even fathom being able to do or even think of. But Joe Rody, the man, the myth, the legend. When I saw him, I almost screamed, cried like a schoolgirl, and was so excited. Uh, him and his glorious earring collection. I love it. Oh, man. That thing is wild. Um, and so, yeah, if you haven't been watching the Imagineering story, you really should. Um, what's really interesting is that, like, I don't feel like you have to be a parks person to appreciate it. And I don't think you have to be a Disney movies person to appreciate it. I think anybody who's, like, interested in processes and just overall like good storytelling would like this as well um something else about storytelling that we've been really into and there's only been one episode at the time of us recording it's one day at disney um i will say for both the imagineering story and one day at disney the narration has been incredible for both incredible um Angela Bassett narrates Imagineering Story, and Sterling K. Brown uh, narrates One Day at Disney. Y'all, they are so amazing. Next level plays. We do not, we do not deserve them. Um, we, in any of the things that they've ever been in, we don't deserve them, but especially not this. Um, but One Day at Disney was really interesting. Again, it's the, that behind the scenes, unprecedented access. You're learning about the the jobs that it takes to make. A day in the parks possible to make books at Disney possible. Every aspect. And it, there's nothing that's like a weak link. It's not like, oh, that's boring. I could, you could talk to me about like trash systems at Disney and I'd be like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> so I just have been really impressed with these series. Yeah, y'all definitely need to watch it. They're both phenomenal. One day is really good. Oh my gosh, there's just so much stuff coming out on Fridays. I don't know how to keep up with it. Anyway, uh, another announcement that we have is a really cool thing that we're picking up while we're at Disney this weekend. We just found out about it, and we're taking advantage before we leave on Monday afternoon. Amy, what is it? The author of um, One Day at Disney, which is a book, will actually be doing a signing in Animal Kingdom Park and Discovery Island um, trading post. So we're going to go and get our copy signed and meet him. And they say that he has some special friends that are with him as well. So we're really excited to get to say thank you for, you know, providing us with these stories that have gone untold previously. Yeah, and I'm super excited to actually read that as well. Um also, I mean, we're also going to go ahead and just, while we're there, just give Everest another shot. Last time we were on Everest, the ride literally broke down and we were escorted off. Uh, so, evacuated. evacuated. Yeah, that's a better word. I don't. My words have been off tonight. <laughs> yes. uh, but I'm going to try and at least myself ride it again if you don't want to. Totally fine. Uh, Too soon for me. Yeah, well, I'm definitely all about it. I can't wait. Um, and we'll, I mean, we weren't really allotting a lot of time for animal kingdom this trip so i'm kind of glad that we actually are doing this 
Um, we're going to just, I'm going to lay out the trip a little bit real quick. And then I have a question, a fun question for you, Amy. Um, uh, so our trip starts off with us coming directly into Epcot. First thing that we're doing tomorrow night when we come in is going to Epcot. We're going to grab some food. We have a couple of fast passes, um, and we were booking it straight to the China pavilion and we're going to get Mongolian beef bao buns with fortune cookies and Shangdu street fries. Super excited about that. Um, then we're going to go and get some sleep and show back up rope drop Epcot Saturday. We are doing the whole festival of the holidays, trying as much as we can riding some rides, of course, as well, uh, picking up magnets, doing the whole Epcot experience, which is going to be a lot of fun Saturday. That is our whole plan for Saturday. Um, and then I'm sure we're going to be passing out pretty hard that night. Sunday, we are going to be waking up and going with the flow that morning. I think we're going to be considering using that time to go to Hollywood studios to do rise of resistance. Now we are going to say this, if it's absolutely insane this weekend and it's overloaded and the ride continues to break down. There's been a couple issues with that so far. We may just not do rise of the resistance this trip and just wait. We don't want to, we don't want to have a bad experience. We really don't. And we really don't want to be overwhelmed. This is predominantly a Christmas trip for us experiencing the festivals and all the holiday magic that's going to be there. So rise of the resistance is great, but it's not a priority. Um, as much as I love star Wars, I mean, I'll, I'll say it's a priority, but I'll say that if it doesn't happen, we're not going to be, too upset about it. Right. I I typically get really overwhelmed easily in crowd situations. And so I think, you know, um, if it's, you know, they're still using like the boarding passes and people are still getting there at 4 a.m. And it's just, well, you know, hovering at capacity, we may reconsider and wait until maybe our February or May trips. Um, we'll just see how we feel. Yeah, so Sunday, we're definitely going to be getting up first thing in the morning and doing something at Disney. We want to maximize our time from sun up to sundown. Um, and then I know that evening, we are definitely, we got our tickets for Mickey's Very Merry uh, Christmas Party at Magic Kingdom. So we'll get to experience all of that. Uh, we will be there for AP Weekend as well. So um, there are some incentives around Disney Springs if you're an annual pass holder um, that you may want to look into. Things like um, you get priority access to the Christmas tree trail, um, hours that are open non-traditional, and you get um, like pretty much a fast pass to a fast pass with Santa as well. So um, there's some other things and food stuff too. So, you know, there's there's some incentives around the park. So I'm sure we'll find something. Yeah, and then Monday we are, of course, doing the book signing at Animal Kingdom. And probably just going to spend the day at Animal Kingdom. Um, and then we're going to leave a little after lunchtime and make the trek back to our side of town. So it'll be a nice, fun, super-packed weekend of Disney magic, and we can't wait. Hey, Amy, I got a question for you. What is it? Okay, so all right, so going back to the Imagineering story in One Day Disney, if you were in the process of helping develop a land, a new land at Disney, what process would you want to take part of in developing that? Okay, so I've mentioned this many times on the podcast. I am an art historian. Um, that's what I do and have degrees in. So um, I think I would really love to like make sure that the architectural details of the land, especially if it's like something that like is, you know, based in more or less history are correct and just make everything feel as real as possible. So I think I'd like to just make sure architectural details are good. 
and like the early i guess the early planning phases like early to mid i guess probably when that would be i just think that you know making sure that guest experiences are as like authentic and believable as possible is just really important to me i want people to be able to like suspend their disbelief while they're there and i honestly just like that's kind of where i like my nuts and bolts and all that what about you how where would you want to work i would probably want to work with the flow of the land um and the texturing i know that sounds super strange but like the flow like i just i just having that part of it would be because the flow of the lands that like for example animal kingdom it's just so mesmerizing and it really kind of sucks you in the way that it's laid out and all these little nooks and crannies and all these intersecting area i don't know it's, it's just really cool that sounds super weird but like i would love to work with that and also kind of like on the actual uh you know quote-unquote set design kind of theme what kind of what you're talking about i would love to do the uh cultural history like learning about the culture uh, traveling there and kind of like actually experiencing it firsthand before um actually implementing at the park so stuff like that i think that's really cool so you just want to be joe roadie no, he kind of. His job is really awesome. He's also a genius. Like I said, I love you, Joe. <laughs> Hit Brandon up after the show. <laughs> yeah, Joe, uh, please listen to the podcast. We would be greatly, uh, literally, would greatly appreciate that. As always, though, we appreciate y'all listening to the podcast. We're going to keep it a shorter episode this week just because we are prepping to go to Disney. And we just wanted to touch base on some of our favorite shows um, on Disney Plus, of course. Let us know where you're watching. It is such a great streaming service. And we can't wait for the stuff that's going to be coming out next year and at the end of this year as well. Um, just to do some quick housekeeping, you can check us out on Instagram, Ears and Beers Podcast. You can check us out on Facebook, Ears and Beers Podcast. You can send us an email at earsandbeerspodcast at gmail.com. You should have said mousekeeping. That would have been, that was a missed opportunity. Oh uh, my gosh. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah, mousekeeping. Uh, but seriously, check us out on social media. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Give us a review if you like what we're doing here at the Years and Beers podcast. If not, give us a review. Give us a review. Yeah, just be nice. Also, Joe Rody, give us a review too, as well, please. Um, but uh, <laughs> Email us directly. <laughs> but seriously, we really appreciate the support that we get. Um, just knowing that we're able to talk Disney with you guys warms our hearts tremendously. And don't forget to look at our social media. We'll be posting pictures off and on throughout our trip. So you'll get to see our adorable faces. Absolutely. And I try so hard, we both do, not to flood the uh, Instagram and Facebook with just overloads of photos. Um, But we do post the really, really good ones that we want to share with you guys. I actually just started my own new Disney Instagram. Feel free to check that out. That one will absolutely be flooded with Disney photos from every trip that we go on, including this upcoming one. It's an easy handle. It's BJ Does Disney. So check it out. Give it a follow. And I can spam you with all the photos in the whole world. Yeet. Um, and so with that, we just want to say, once again, thank you all for listening. We look forward to this Christmas time at, uh, at Disney World. And uh, we hope that you guys are having a good December so far. And we can't wait to talk to you again. Christmas is starting now. You have to do it. Tim Tracker. Here comes Amy singing again. (laughs) I'm I'm brave. I'm a glutton for punishment. (laughs) Well, may the force be with y'all. And thank you so much. And we'll talk to you real soon. Bye, guys.